The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org.
Thank you for that beautiful music. Good morning and welcome to everyone with us here in this space or joining us on live stream for this service celebrating tomorrow's May Day. I am Reverend Millie Phillips, Affiliated Community Minister here at San Francisco UU, and I am joined on the chancel this morning by our worship associate, Mari Magaloni Ramos. We hope all of you here or on live stream have an order of service so you can follow along in the worship. For those who are joining us on live stream, if you have any issues or problems during the service, please know that someone is monitoring the chat to answer any questions. A reminder concerning COVID, if you are fully vaccinated, we are no longer requiring masks to attend our services. However, we do encourage you to wear them when inside, both to protect yourself and those who may be more vulnerable to illness. Thank you for caring for one another. Lastly, a hearty thank you to all who are making this service possible. Our amazing music team, director Mark Sumner, organist Reiko Odalane, and pianist Bill Gans, and our UUSF choir. Our communication director, Jonathan Silk, our camera crew, Shuli Ong and Eric Shackelford, chat moderator, Santana Gonzalez-Gomez, Athena Papadakos for our beautiful flowers, our head usher, Linda Messner, and our sexton crew today, Kelvin Jones and Matias Pineda. Without your dedicated labor, none of this would happen. Now let us begin our service with our chalice lighting. We light our chalice, a symbol of Unitarian Universalism, calling into this space all of us who are part of this community, near or far, wherever this hour finds you, know you are with us too. For those of you at home, feel free to light your own candle or chalice if you have one. Let us say together the words of our chalice lighting printed in your order of service. We light this chalice for the light of truth, the warmth of love, and the fire of commitment. We light the symbol of our faith as we gather together. Now let us sing our opening hymn, number 168, Rising Green in the Teal Timnal. The words and music are in your order of service.
Hello, I'm worship associate Mari Magaloni Ramos. If you are visiting for the first time or watching on video, we welcome you. You can follow along in your order of service, which is available on video and is emailed to everyone who receives our newsletter, which you can get by signing up through a link to our connection form that is in the order of service and in the video descriptions. The order of service also lists upcoming events and links to opportunities to connect, including our coffee hour, which takes place after the service. So please join in anything and everything that interests you. I do, and I am a very busy person, <laughs> and it's fun. There are quite a few things we'd like to highlight today. First, I'd like to invite, I'm not sure if it's going to be Dolores Heilburn or Judy, uh, to share the announcement from our Women's Group Reproductive Rights Group, or it's Lori Lai. Come on up, Lori. <laughs> For thousands of years, the patriarchy has controlled women's bodies and their lives. U.S. is no exception. Just look at the headline news. Together, in an alliance with other spiritual communities, we at UUSF can undertake the work of dismantling this entrenched patriarchal culture and lift up reproductive dignity for all. We will be voting as a congregation on a proposal to do this on June 4th, and we would like your vote. There will be an information sessions on Zoom on May 3rd and May 20th. And uh, please come join us, ask your questions, and uh, the details are in your order of service and also in the Flame newsletter. Uh, we would appreciate your support. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. There is an art reception after the service called The Family of Man by Leslie Goldberg in the Thomas Starr King Room and the MLK Room. The presentation is a celebration through art and writing of the diversity and commonality of people. The Black, Indigenous, and People of Color gathering is happening on the 7th of May, as it does on the first Sunday of every month. Members and friends who are Black, Indigenous, and People of Color are invited to attend on Zoom or in person in the Stebbins Room from 9.30 a.m. to 10.50 a.m. Our newcomer orientation is also going to be happening on the 7th of May after the service in the Fireside Room. If you'd like to learn more about our congregation and Unitarian Universalism, we'd love to see you there. The UUSF Board of Trustees encourages members to attend the budget Q&A on Zoom on Friday, May 12th. Please read more about it in the order of service. And the Pagan Interest Circle is inviting folks to meet in the courtyard at noon after the service today to make flower wreath May crowns uh, before our Beltane celebration. We are at a cross-quarter on the wheel of the year at, and at the midpoint between spring equinox and summer solstice. Wiccans call it a time to celebrate the wedding of the goddess and God. It is a time to celebrate all of life and love. Thank you. And now it's time for our greeting, after which we will recite our covenant in doxology. Now let's greet each other.
Thank you, everyone. Please join me in reciting our unison covenant as printed in your order of service, followed by singing our doxology. Love is a spirit of this church and service is its prayer. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in freedom and to help one another. Beltane, a time to reflect on the cycles of life, a time to let the vulnerability of our love for each other and everything that makes up our lives come to light in heartfelt supplications to the deities of nature a time to celebrate the joy from which life emanates, a time to relinquish our intellectual bluster and give ourselves to instinct, embody the sensual, the irrepressible urges of the universe. Who knows why we are here? Who cares? What a wonder it is to be dust come to consciousness, to witness the improbable alchemy that animates everything under the moon. Another season, another journey round the sun. Girls emerge as maidens, mothers ripen into crones. How precious, how short, how real the gift of life. Let us be joyful, let us be feral, let us be present for this day, this season we are sharing together. This time will never come again. You and I will never come again. So let us walk through the purifying smoke of the bales we've set on fire singing, this is us, all of it, this, this is us. And dance, dance till there's nothing left but embers, till our doubts are rendered ashes, till the only thing left burning is love. Amen.
Thank you to our choir. And bravo to Mari for your such fiery and inspiring capturing of the spirit of Beltane. Please join me now in the spirit of prayer and meditation. Spirit of life, God of many names or of none, in the power of that which each of us holds sacred, may we pause to remember both the joys and sorrows of our lives. May we hold in our hearts and remember in our actions for justice all those who have been or will be lost to the daily occurrence of mass shootings, to climate crisis and pandemics, to poverty and greed, to the violence of war and that begot by bigotry of all kinds, to all who are grieving them and all who have good reason to fear being next. May we be inspired by, connected to, and engaged with others. May we never be so afraid that we treat our neighbors as deadly competitors for scarce resources. May we let go of the need to become or remain the fortunate individual exception amidst pain and suffering in the true spirit of an injury to one is an injury to all. May we let go of quick judgment. May we embrace moving forward together with others for common goals, freed from any need to have the last word. In our quest to live fairly and happily, may each of us let go of whatever serves to hold us back or hold us down. And in the midst of anger and sorrow, May we never forget or ignore the love, beauty, and joy that is also among us. A baby's first laugh, a lover's first caress, the strong, gentle hands of caregivers, the glorious array of spring flowers, the warmth of spring air, the cooling evening breezes, the accomplishments achieved, the hardships overcome, the liberating insights, the mercy of others, the unearned grace that touches us when least expected. Sunset, sunrise, waterfalls, forests, oceans, the tiny flower asserting itself through a sidewalk crack, new life springing up in abundance. For these, may we be forever grateful. Amen. Let us join in a moment of silence. I will signal when that is completed. Thank you. And now, Mari will introduce and explain how to do our interactive reading. All right, you wanna play with me? Let's play. Okay, we're going to do a poem together. It's on the, the page four, I think it's four of the order of service. All right, there's a poem there. We're going to do this poem together and it's going to be challenging, but I think we can do it. All right, we're going to pretend, we're going to imagine that we're in the 1930s and we're workers outside of factory and we're want, we want to unionize. So we're a, a loud, rambunctious bunch of folks 
very motivated. And what's going to happen is that I'm going to divide the, uh, the sanctuary into quarters, <laughs> more or less. But we're an unruly mob, so if you feel the uh, urge or the spirit to join in when other people are also yelling, you join in. So, but, so we're going to say about half to the beautiful lady with the brown uh, jacket and the checkered scarf. Yes, you. I saw you look at yes. From about there to the gentleman with the be up. That's about halfway, all the way across. All right, that's going to be halfway. So this quarter, I'm going, when I say uh, 10, uh, I'm sorry, when I, you're called 10 voices in the poem. When I say 10 voices, you read what it says next to 10 voices. Behind in this part, behind uh, the lady with the brown jacket, all the way to the back, including the choir, when I say, when I call out uh, 40 voices, you will read what's in 40 voices, right? Then we have on this half over here in the, towards the front, and we're going to be, uh, I'm sorry, 10, 20, <laughs> 40, and then 50 in the back, all right? Once we get past 50, you'll hear me go, 60 voices, 80 voices, 100 voices. We're going to get just loud, okay? And there's no way to mess it up because we're an unruly mob. In other words, Unitarian Universalists, same difference. All right. That's <laughs> okay, so we're going to try it, and the messier it gets, the better, because we'll just say that it's a slice of life theater. All right, so I'm going to be the narrator. Millie's going to be worker. I'll, be say, I'll say worker, and Millie will speak. And then remember, 10, 20, 40... 50, and everybody. Ready? All right. It's called Chance for May, by the way, by one of my favorite uh, authors, Langston Hughes. Thank you, Langston. Okay. To be read by a worker with, for background, the rhythmic waves of rising and re-rising mass voices multiplying like the roar of the sea. Worker. The first of May when the flowers break through the earth, when the sap rises in the trees, when the birds come back from the south, workers be like flowers. 10 voices. In the strength of your unknown power. 20 voices. <laughs> 40 voices. Hands together to beautify this hour, this spring, and all the springs to come. 50 voices. Forever for workers. Worker. Workers. 10 voices. 20 voices. In each branch. 40 voices. No part neglected. 50 voices. Reaching all the world. Worker. All workers. 10 voices. White workers. 10 others. Black workers. 10 others. Yellow workers. 10 others. Workers in the islands of the sea. 50 voices. Life is everywhere for you. Worker. When the sap of your own strength rises. 50 voices. Life is everywhere. 10 voices. Mayday. 20 voices. Mayday. 40 voices. Mayday. 50 voices. Worker. Proletarians of the world. 20 voices. Arise. 40 voices. Grow strong. 60 voices. Take power. 80 voices. Well, the forces of the earth are yours. 100 voices from, from this, this hour. hour.
Yeah, I was boss, bossing everyone around, but what to say? And it's my turn to say something I didn't say. All right. The offering today, our offering this morning goes to support FAME, Faith Alliance for a Moral Economy. FAME is a project of the union-founded nonprofit East Bay Alliance for a Sustainable Economy. Reverend Millie is one of the faith-rooted organizers with FAME. You can make a donation on Vanco or by using the donate button and on our website. Please select the offering choice to make your gift. If you're sending a check, please write in the memo, today's date, 4-30-23, and special offering. We thank you in advance for your generosity. This morning's offering will now be both given and gratefully received. Thank you so much, choir. Given my background in organized labor and socialist politics, and my current work as a faith organizer for an economic justice nonprofit, it's no surprise I will begin among our converging themes today by addressing the International Workers' Holiday of May Day, as honored in our reading by the great poet Langston Hughes. This holiday originated in the U.S. Officially, it began when a U.S. delegate to an 1889 International Labor Conference in Paris proposed successfully to adopt May 1st as a worldwide holiday to commemorate the martyrs of a deadly mass shooting on May 4th, 1886 in Chicago's Haymarket Square. 
Union workers and their allies rallied at the square to protest police murders of local strikers. After an unknown assailant, presumed to be an agent provocateur, threw a bomb, police opened fire on the crowd, killing some of their own on the dark, rainy night. In total, seven police and four protesters died. Martial law was declared nationally, not just in Chicago. Nine labor and anarchist leaders were charged with murder in a notoriously corrupt trial. Four were executed, including Albert Parsons, the white husband of Lucy Parsons, a well-known black and indigenous labor leader who had been born into slavery. A fifth died in jail, allegedly by suicide, but most likely murdered. The others avoided immediate execution and were later pardoned. However, May 1st, as a labor holiday to fight for the eight-hour day, had been implemented in some places several years earlier than Haymarket. Around the same time, some unions were already celebrating a less politicized day held early in September. Fearing that May 1st, already connected to anarchism and socialism, would become the more popular day for celebrating labor, President Grover Cleveland, with the support of some more conservative labor figures, proposed our current Labor Day on September 4th. Ironically, most countries, but not the US, still officially celebrate May 1st as International Workers' Day. As support for organized labor has once again increased, and opposition to capitalism has become almost mainstream among younger US Americans, I am delighted that in recent years, May Day is being reclaimed to celebrate labor and left radicalism generally, even by some elements of the official labor movement. More and more of us are beginning to recognize that our very survival as humanity depends on developing a social system not controlled by the greed of a few. I hope many of you will march in San Francisco's May Day Parade tomorrow. Of course, May 1st is not just a labor holiday. In fact, the date was chosen originally because it coincided with May Day, a popular holiday with a far older significance based on the ancient Celtic festival of Beltane, just celebrated primarily in Ireland, but also in Scotland, Wales, and parts of England. And as was stated earlier in the service, Beltane falls halfway between the spring equinox and the summer solstice in the Northern Hemisphere, and was one of the four major seasonal festivals celebrated in ancient Celtic religion, and has now been adopted by modern paganism. Held at the height of spring, as you have heard, Beltane is a happy holiday associated with fertility and sexuality and the blessings of the coming harvest season theologically as was said, honoring the sacred union of God and goddess. It is a good day to conceive a child, get married, or renew one's wedding vows. After today's service, we will be celebrating Beltane by making traditional floral wreaths and dancing around a maypole, rituals popular even among those who no longer associate them with their religious roots. Modern paganism, like most other religions traditions today, offers a range of belief from the literally supernatural to the purely metaphorical, allowing us to connect deeply via ritual and contemplation to the powerful rhythms of our natural environment. For those of us having white European ancestry, it has an added bonus in that it allows us to participate in the profundity of Earth-centered religion without superficially or exploitatively adopting practices from contemporary indigenous Earth-centered cultures oppressed by racist colonialism. While we will never know exactly what ancient European cultures believed or practiced, whether Celtic or otherwise, modern paganism draws on what we do know 
It shares some common features with other Earth-centered religions, but does not take away from them, thus making it ethically accessible to people from a range of ethnic backgrounds. As I often like to point out, the root meaning of religion comes from the Latin religio, meaning to reconnect or realign. Modern paganism teaches us to realign, realign with our source in the natural world, to reconnect to our awe and wonder, to both our love and fear of the unrelenting forces that create, destroy, and ultimately recycle us. It draws on a spirit of equanimity analogous to the biblical language in Job, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It helps us develop the humility to recognize our interdependence with natural forces, a necessary realization now more than ever in the face of human engendered climate crises that threaten to destroy us entirely. Also, with that realization, we can add to both the political and religious significance of May Day the fact that almost 100 years ago, the term May Day was adopted as a radio distress signal for life-threatening emergencies, with its origins in the French phrase Medee, meaning help me, used primarily by airplane pilots and ship captains it is reserved only for the most extreme circumstances, usually involving the likelihood of immediate mass casualties, such as imminent plane crashes. Legally, mayday calls take precedence over all other radio transmissions. What a convergence. A religious holiday, humbly and joyfully celebrating the renewal of life, a political holiday that offers a potential path to survive into a just and equitable human future, and a distress signal that ought to remind us why both of these holidays are so desperately needed. That these three meanings of May Day converge is to me of great spiritual significance. The May Day climate disaster call has been going out for years, but it is only with increasingly obvious changes in the Earth's weather patterns, creating massive hurricanes, floods, fires, and droughts, impacting so many of us that we are now recognizing the human plane is crashing, already for some, but soon for all, our children and grandchildren, if not ourselves. This is an existential crisis of humanity beyond historical precedence. Mitigating climate change and developing political and alternative alt economic alternatives to capitalism should take precedence above all other transmissions of government and enterprise. We can no longer tolerate a system that puts the short-term greed of maybe a million or so people above the survival of humanity and all other life on Earth. Yet the problem is that tiny minority controls government and enterprise. The rest of us do not. Until we have the political power to stop their madness, there really is very little we can do to prevent the crash. That is why we need the workers' holiday of May Day to remind us that Individually, we are powerless, but collectively, we create the wealth that enriches the few who use it to destroy the many. That is our secret superpower. Nothing gets done without us. And we seem to be the last ones in on the secret. We need to organize to use our power into unions, community coalitions, political parties not controlled by the rich. 
We need to overcome the divisions the greedy few have always used to prevent us from uniting. We need to persuade our siblings in the military to defy orders. We need to demand a just transition from exploitative extractive industry to take over local governing bodies to build a base for future power. It's time we answer the call of Haymarket. Lastly, we need to be reminded why we care enough to try. And that is where May Day Beltane, the religious holiday, comes in. Throughout human history, we have turned to religion to figure out the juxtapositions of life and death, winter and summer, pain and pleasure. We bask in the pleasures of our bodily senses, yet suffer extreme pain. Why? We fall in love, conceive and give birth, knowing that suffering and death await our lovers and children too. Why? We are awed by the beauty and feel at one with the vastness of a nature that surpasses our wildest imagination for cruelty. Come on, creator. Larvae who eat other living bugs from the inside out. I mean, why? No wonder Earth-centered religions still speak to us. They accept those contradictions ask us to live humbly and in awe with what is. They may conjure fanciful worlds, but to ground us better in the obvious one whose mysterious forces we must respect, for better or worse. We are alive, right here, right now. Life is hard, and life is beautiful nonetheless. We need Beltane to remind us that renewal and joy and celebration are as much our birthright as death and pain and destruction. Otherwise, why bother caring enough to save the world? And I know we do care. So happy May Day, everyone. Thank you. And now please join in singing hymn number 1028, The Fire of Commitment.
And thank you so much for that uplifting hymn. Please stay standing, and if you are comfortable, hold hands with the person next to you. May we pass between the healing flames of Beltane. Bless the world by the fire of our commitment. May we arise, grow strong, take power. Be like the sap rising in the trees. Be the rising of the green. May our calls for help be answered and our hymns of praise celebrate both these times and those our faithful labor may yet create. Let us go forth today with the lusty courage and merry resolve of May. Amen. <laughs>